of your inheritance. Let's pray this morning. Father, there is no way that I can teach this lesson without the assistance of the Holy Spirit. Pray this morning, Father, that the Holy Spirit would guide and lead us during this study. I pray, Lord, that our minds would be renewed by your word. I pray, God, that our hearts would be receptive to the truth. You said, Lord, that when we know the truth, that the truth would set us free. And so we pray this morning that your truth concerning your inheritance would be made manifest to us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I want to begin in the book of Psalms chapter 50. Psalms chapter 50, verse 5. And this is what God kind of put on my heart. He said, man, I want you to talk to my people about inheritance today. It says here in verse 5, gather my saints together under me. First of all, the child of God has to understand and identify that you are saints. I say you are saints. You, you, you got to believe that. You've got to confess that if you're going to really walk in the victory that God wants you to walk in. You've got to identify with what he says. So I want you to stand to your feet. <clears throat> Repeat after me. I am a saint. I am called. I am justified. I am glorified. In him. him. Let's say it again. I am a saint. I am am called. I am am justified. I am am glorified. glorified. In him. him. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Locate yourself. So the Bible says, God says, gather my saints together. And he's done that today. Amen. Amen. We're saints of God. Those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. God says, I want you to acknowledge the covenant that I have with you by sacrifice of the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. He says he wants us to begin to acknowledge that sacrifice, acknowledge the covenant that we have with God Almighty. It's very important that we do that because if we don't, we won't connect properly with our inheritance. God says, I want to talk covenant and inheritance with my people today because he wants to impart something in you that can never be taken away. Somebody needs to get that. He he wants to impart something in you today by way of the Holy Spirit that can never, ever be taken away if you'll receive it. So if you come hungry... Set at the table today. If you come thirsty, drink from his cup today. He wants us to understand some things about the covenant that we have through Jesus Christ and begin to become partakers of that covenant. But there's some things 
that we have to do. It doesn't automatically happen. We have to avail ourselves to the Word of God. The Word of God has to become the most important thing in your life if you're going to be a consistent partaker of your inheritance. I want to go to the book of Colossians. I want to start there today. And we're going to uh, let the Word of God speak to us concerning the necessity of divine knowledge. Hallelujah. I say the necessity of divine knowledge. Colossians 1 and 19, Paul writes, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. Paul was a praying man, and he knew what the church needed. And the desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. Paul says, filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and all spiritual understanding. So that lets me know that even though I'm born again, there still needs to be an apprehension and an accumulation of the knowledge of God's will. In other words, I got to know the word. I got to know what the will of God is before I can properly act on the will of God. Let's look at verse 10. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and what? Increasing in the knowledge of God. So I ought to never ever be satisfied with revelation. God wants to continuously pour more and more knowledge into my life. Therefore, I have to develop a spiritual hunger for this. And I often say this, God only feeds the hungry. If you're not hungry, he won't feed you. But if you're hungry, he's more than willing to feed you. Amen? To give you a full plate. Amen. So increasing in the knowledge of God is important. Let's jump on down to verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father. Thank you, Lord. Why? Because he's made us able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. The Bible says he's made us able to be partakers. Now stay with me because I'm going to read something to you that the Lord had me to write this down. The cross of Jesus Christ qualifies us and gives us access to our inheritance. But it's the knowledge of the covenant that causes us to experience it. I'm going to read that again. The cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and his victory over Satan qualifies us and gives us access to our inheritance. In other words, it's there. But it's the knowledge of the covenant that causes us to experience the blessings of it. 
So I got to know some things. I got to allow the Holy Spirit to begin to give me revelation concerning the reality of the covenant and my ability through him to walk and receive it in this life. I'm going to say it again. In this life. So many folk are trying to put things off until they get to heaven for where the inheritance is concerned. But God wants you and I to begin to experience the inheritance, the blessings that be partakers right now in 2019. Amen? That's your portion. But you got to be willing to receive what he says about you. you got to believe what he says concerning you that you are called. First of all, you're a saint, you're called, you're justified, and you are glorified in him. you got to think like that. If you're going to apprehend those things that have been freely given to you. Hallelujah. Now, I'm just getting warmed up, too. Let's go to 2 Peter, chapter 1. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 2 Peter, chapter 1. The Bible says, grace and peace be multiplied, how? Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. Grace and peace. Now, let me define grace. That's the favor of God. That's the favor of God. The Bible says, you may be walking in a level of favor right now, but God wants it to increase. He wants it to multiply through the knowledge. And he wants you to experience divine peace. So grace and peace are multiplied through the knowledge of God. Verse 3. According as his divine power, God's divine power, hath given unto us all things. Somebody say all things. Hath given unto you and I, the children of God, the saints of God, those who have been called, those who have been justified, those who have been glorified in him. Everything has been given to us. The Bible says all things that pertain to life and godliness. That covers it all. Life and godliness. How do we walk in it, though? Again, through the knowledge of him. So I have to have knowledge. Through the knowledge of him who had called us to glory and virtue. Amen. I got a lot more to read. Stick with me. Understanding the word of God is part of your inheritance. Yeah, understanding the word of God, that's part of your inheritance. Folk who ain't born again, they can't understand the word. They don't have the ability to do that. They don't have the Holy Spirit. You and I have been given the grace of God and the favor of God to understand this inheritance. When I say this inheritance, I'm talking about this word. I'm talking about this covenant. To know what Jesus knows about the inheritance is part of your inheritance. To know what Jesus knows about the inheritance is part of your inheritance. You can know what he knows. See, if you know what he knows, you can have what he has. God. 
First, first Corinthians. I'll show you what I mean. First Corinthians. I want what's mine. I want what has been bought and paid for. I want to experience it in my generation. He said I can have it. I want it. Second, First Corinthians two and sixteen. For who had known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? Now, we know we can't instruct the Lord, right? We can't do that, right? Peter tried to do that, right? You can't do it. But here's the thing about it. But the Bible tells us don't get discouraged. But we have the mind of Christ. Let that sink down into you. You and I, as covenant people, as those who have been born again, not by incorruptible seed, not by corruptible seed, by incorruptible seed, we have access to the mind of Christ. We can think the thoughts of God. Now, it's supernatural, but you, but you have to believe for it. It's time that we take off our grave clothes. And stop living like we don't have the power. Stop living like we have not been born again. And begin to experience the higher life. The life that the Bible says that we've been raised together with him and made to set together with him in heavenly place. That's your life. That's my life. That's part of our inheritance. But I got to think that way. I got to think like Jesus thinks at the right hand of God. I, I got to do that. I, I got to think like he thinks. See, he doesn't think he's poor. He doesn't think he's sick. He doesn't think he's defeated. He thinks he's the victorious Lord of the universe. Hallelujah. He thinks he's the head of the church. Well, the body needs to start thinking like the head, amen? So that's what, that's what this is about in terms of us activating the power of God where inheritance is concerned. I got to believe in it, and I got to believe that it's for me in this life. In this, now, 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 there's some limitations to that, and, and, and the one that I can think of right offhand is this body. It's not yet glorified, right? Our bodies aren't glorified yet. They, that's part of the inheritance, and we're going to get that in the millennial, right? But everything else, you got access to. You got access to. And the good thing about the body, even though it's not glorified, it can still get healed. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Hey, that's part of our inheritance, right? We can still get healed. Let's go to Galatians. One of my favorite books. Book of Galatians, namely chapter 3. Thank you, Jesus. Now, the Bible says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. So if I'm redeemed 
I'm redeemed from all the curse. Right? Because he bore the curse. So I'm redeemed from the entire curse that came into the world when Adam sinned in the garden. All of it has been taken care of by Jesus Christ. I've been redeemed from spiritual death, which is eternal separation from God. That's what spiritual death is. Separated from the life of God. Only God has life. So if I'm separated from that life, I'm in spiritual death. John 10 and 10 is what I want to go to. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. This is Jesus talking. But I'm come that they might have life, and they, talking about you and I, might have it more abundantly. So that's talking about the new birth. That's talking about Abundant life, Zoe life, Z-O-E, the life of God, the life that God himself enjoys. Amen. Again, the, the, the child of God got to, got to take off them religious grave clothes and believe what God says. You and I have access to the very life of God himself. Eternal life, hallelujah. You have access to it. And that's what eternal life is. It's the life that God himself enjoys. So I've been delivered from spiritual death into abundant life, the Zoe life of God. I have access to it as a child of the living God. Amen. Now I've been redeemed from sickness and disease. Let's go there. Just walk us through some scriptures before we get to the more and more. Isaiah 53, verse 5. And this is how I know that I've been redeemed from sickness. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So when when sickness and disease tries to attack my body, I go to this. This is where I go first. If I'm a child of God, I go to the Word of God first. It's all right to take medicine. It's all right to go to the doctor. But I go here first because I know this is my portion. This is my inheritance. I understand that. Let's go to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter chapter 7. Now, this is Old Covenant. But I tell you what, Israel, as long as they walked in the obedience of God, they experienced the blessing of it. They experienced the fullness of their inheritance where deliverance from sickness and disease was concerned. The Bible says, and the Lord shall take away from thee all sickness. Somebody say all sickness. And will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt, which thou knowest, upon thee, but will lay them upon them that hate you. So the Bible says, we as children of God have access to the healing virtue of the Lord Jesus Christ that delivers us from every sickness and disease known to man. 
that's part of your inheritance. That's part of something that you have to believe and actively resist the devil with. I mean, when the enemy comes against you, and he will, you got to meet him with the word. You got to know the word. You got to know what belongs to you as a covenant right. And you got to let him know that you know. And the Bible said, when you submit yourself to God, resist the devil, he'll flee every single time. I'm a witness to it. Devil tried to touch me this morning in my knees. I said, no, you ain't. I've been delivered from coming to church this morning, 6 o'clock this morning. I said, no, you're not. I said, in Jesus' name, I bind you, devil, in Jesus' name. You spirit of arthritis, you spirit of joint pain, I bind you in Jesus' name. Guess what? Left. Left. Simply because, I'm telling you something, simply because you, we act on these things. That's, that's the key. Acting on it, man. Knowing what belongs to you. Knowing that's part of your poor, your inheritance. That's part of the covenant. God says, I'm gathering my saints together, and I want to discuss my covenant with them. I want to discuss my inheritance with them. I want them to start enjoying my inheritance. Hallelujah. And deliverance from sickness and disease is part of it. Psalms 103. Sticking with sickness and disease for a minute because a lot of people de- dealing with that. And we need to know that we've been set free. Verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. That's the problem. A lot of times we'll hear these things in church, and when we get out there, we forget about them. The Bible said, don't forget about the benefits. I'm so glad we go to a church where we talk about the benefits. That the benefits are not just when I get to heaven, but I can experience some benefits right now. Amen. The Bible says, who forgiveth all thy iniquities and healeth what? All thy diseases. There's that word all again. We got to believe it. Now, how many of y'all know, not only have we been delivered from sickness and disease, but we've been delivered from accidents. I've been redeemed from being killed in an airplane or airplane crashes. I've been redeemed from being killed in car wrecks, stray bullets, bombings, hurricanes. We've been redeemed from all of that. We just don't know it. (laughs) Amen. You're not like the world. You're different. Believe the scripture. The scripture says, you're new creatures in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new to you. You got to believe it, though. Like Pastor Bill Luck say, when the, if, a, if an airplane going down, it ain't going down with him in it. <laughs> Amen. He believes that, see? He believes that. It has you, it, it'll be unto you as you believe. If you don't believe it, guess what? You'll fall victim just like everybody else. I got scripture to back that up, though. Verse 4. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, right? <laughs> Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercy. So I've been redeemed. You've been redeemed from destruction. Again, remember, you are not ordinary. You have an inheritance. 
with God. Amen? Well, we, and I'm not going to ask you to go to these scriptures, but the book of Malachi talks about how the windows of heaven are ours, open to us by God. Psalms 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. See, we've been redeemed from poverty and lack, right? Job 36, 11. If they obey and serve him, they'll spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Man, I got a hold of that number years ago, man. I stand on that all the time. If I obey and serve him, my portion is prosperity and blessing. Amen? So, so we've been redeemed from our poverty and lack. Now, people in the world have no protection from the curse. I'm going to prove it by the word of God. They have no protection from the curse. Ephesians, one of my favorite books in the Bible. I love to preach out of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12. The Bible says, at that time, you were without Christ. There was a time when we were not born again. When we were without Christ, we did not have the anointing of God on our lives. If you're born again, that's no longer your portion. You now have the anointing. The Bible says that those who are without Christ are being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. And what? Strangers from the covenants of promise. They have no access to the covenants of promise. They have no access to everything that we just got through talking about. Redemption from sickness and disease. Redemption from destruction. Redemption from poverty. They have no access to that. Having no hope and without, without God in the world. So people in the world have no hope. They have no inherit because they have no inheritance. The curse is their portion. But thank God we've come out of the world. Amen? If, if the curse is their portion... Well, then the blessing must be our portion, right? Think about that. If the curse is the world's portion, the blessing must be the church's portion, right? Every single time. Well, that's elementary. Well, why don't we experience more of it? Why do we let the devil bring the curse on us and don't do nothing about it? We act just like the world do and experience what the world has. It's very important. Let's go to uh, John chapter 1. St. John chapter 1. Verse 12. This is where it really gets good. The Bible says, But as many has received him, how many of y'all have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? As many has received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God. The inheritance includes sonship. Oh, man. Y'all need to get happy about that. I mean, to be called a child, a son of God. God is your heavenly Father. You can approach His throne any time you want. 
Angels can't even do that, man. They have to have permission. You can approach his throne because of the blood of Jesus. Sonship is our inheritance. This is legal in heaven and in earth, and it's for right now. God has declared you and I sons and daughters of the living God. We need to think about that. When we get up in the morning, that that needs to resonate in our thinking. I am a child of God. I am a royal priesthood. Hey! A holy nation. Hallelujah. Been called out of darkness into the very marvelous light of Jesus Christ. That's my portion. I have sonship. I have access to the living God. I have royalty. Blood flowing through my veins. Hallelujah. When I think like that, when I believe like that, the inheritance becomes easy to receive. God's willing to give you what's in his hand because he knows that you know who you are and what he's done for you. Romans chapter 8. Somebody say glory to God. Verse 14, verse, uh, 14 of chapter 8. But as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received, somebody say, I've received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. <laughs> That's a very great term right there. It means papa. It means daddy. It means intimacy. Amen. Abba, Father. We cry that. Amen. That's part of our inheritance. Verse 16. The Spirit itself or himself beareth witness with our spirit. That's what he's doing today. He's bearing witness with your spirit, right? Spirit himself bared witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, verse 17, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. (laughs) The Bible says we've been made joint heirs with Christ. And the way I formulate that in my mind is that everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to me. I mean, when I I think about it, everything that belongs to my Lord and Savior who sits at the very right hand of God, everything that belongs to him, he's decided to share it with me. Hallelujah. So if children and heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we also may be glorified together. Now, there's some suffering involved in this. Most people, they're going to think you're crazy when you talk like this. Right? When you believe like this, they're going to talk about you. In some churches, you can't preach like this, right? They'll kick you out, man. Who you think you is, you know what I mean? <laughs> but the Bible says, that's the suffering, you know, being rejected by man. That's all right. You can reject me as long as I can have him. Amen. As long as I can have him. That's all I'm interested in. So I- I'm willing to suffer that I might be glorified together with him. Amen. Told you that's your portion, to be glorified in him. Amen. 
Let's go to Galatians chapter 4. God is good. That he would do all this for us by grace. We can't earn this, by the way. You can't earn none of this. We get all this, all this favor, all this inheritance by grace. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for this by grace. Because <laughs> I couldn't get none of it on my own. Amen? Thank you, Lord, for grace. Galatians 4 and 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differed nothing but from a servant, though he be Lord of all. Let that resonate for a minute. Now the Bible says that the heir, as long as he's a child, as long as he's without knowledge, as long as he's without understanding, he differs nothing but like a servant, though he be what? Lord of all. This is the grace of God. This is the inheritance. This is the covenant. God says every promise in the covenant belongs to you. It's yes and amen. Every one of them. But I won't experience them in my life if I don't believe that I have access to them or if I don't know I have access to them, even though it's all mine. Amen. Let's look at uh, verse 7 of that same uh, book. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. So it's important that you claim sonship. Or you won't experience the blessing of the inheritance to the degree that God wants you to receive it. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir. An heir of God. How? Through Christ. So if I'm a son... I got an inheritance. I need to take advantage of it. Not just when I get to heaven, but right now. Not in the sweet by and by. In the nasty now and now. Amen. That's what we needed, right? We need it right now. I need to be blessed right now. I need to walk on some devils right now. Amen. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 3. I'm tired of the devil walking on me. I want to walk on him some. Amen. Ephesians 3 and 9. Well, I should have said 3 and 8. Did I say 3 and 9? I should have said 3 and 8, but that's... Well, can I get 3 and, nine, three and 8, please? I'm sorry, because that's really what I wanted. I put in my notes three and nine. Well, I want you to see this. So that's why I'm not, I'll take our time getting there because I want you to see this with your eyes. Oh, there it is. Paul says, Under me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. I used to wonder what that word unsearchable. And the Holy Spirit began to give me light. He said, Roy, it's unlimited riches. It's unlimited. There's no limits to this covenant. Because there's no limits to God. Amen. Let's close here in Ephesians 1. I, I knew I wasn't going to get to all my notes, but 
Ephesians chapter 1. So the covenant has unlimited riches. This is what Paul wanted to get over to the believer that the believers at the church of Ephesus. He says, this is what I pray. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That you would know what is the hope of his calling. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints. Let that roll around in your spirit for me. That the riches of the glory of his inheritance, the hope of his calling, what God expects out of you and I, where the calling of God is concerned. And every last one of you, if you're born again, you have a call of God upon your life. And God expects you to use that calling. He expects you to walk in that calling. But as you receive an understanding of the riches of the glory of the inheritance, you'll be able to more fully walk out that calling. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand. The exceed, think about that, man. The exceeding greatness of God's power to us who believe it. All of that grace, all of that power, all of that resurrection life that was expressed when God raised Jesus from the dead, all of that is part of your inheritance. To us, would the Bible say, who believe it. See, if you don't believe it, you won't experience it. But if you can believe that God's grace would afford you this type of access to this type of power, you can experience it. You know, we quote, the, we quote the word of God. We say things like, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Do we really believe that? That's what he's saying when, when the Bible says that. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The resurrection power of Jesus Christ resides inside of every born-again believer. All of us. The weakest one of us is more than a match for the devil. He just don't want us to know what belongs to us. He wants to keep us spiritually ignorant so he can keep us spiritually impotent. But when you begin to gain knowledge of the access that you have through Jesus Christ to the, great, the power and grace of God, you will begin to see demons run away from you. They'll go the other direction. Now, you know, I'm out of time, but I ain't out of word. <laughs> I could go on and on with this. We're going to pray this morning that this ain't going to just be head knowledge. But this will be heart knowledge that we can use and experience and glorify God with in our everyday lives. Stand to your feet. Father, we give you praise and glory this morning. Your word is truth. Your word says some dynamic things about us in Christ. So this morning, Lord, 
My prayer for your people, your covenant people, is the prayer that Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. You give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. Lord, that we would know the hope of your calling and the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of your power to us who believe? According, Father, to the working of your mighty power, which, Father, you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that's named, Father, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. I also pray, Lord God, that you strengthen your people with might by your spirit in their inner man. That Christ would dwell in their hearts by faith. That they being rooted and grounded in love would be able then to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. And to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Now, Father, under you who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, to you be glory today in your church today. In Jesus' name we pray it, and we receive it today. Amen and amen. Lift your hands to him. Lift your hands to him. Speak it over your, your lives today. Fruitfulness. Prosperity. That's your portion. Walk out of here with it. Walk out of here believing it in Jesus' name. And it will manifest. Amen and amen and amen. Give him praise. Hallelujah. We do give you praise. We bless you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Hey! In this place, we do give you glory, Lord. If there's anybody here that does not know Jesus Christ, has Lord and said, this is your time. You can enjoy this inheritance. You can experience what we talked about today. You will no longer be a stranger to the covenants of promise, but you'll have access to the living God. God will become your father. Hallelujah. You want him, he'll receive you. Amen. It says, there's anybody. You don't want to leave this time without doing that. Amen. 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 Well, I guess everybody's saved. I guess everybody's name is written in the Lamb's book of life. What a wonderful thing. God bless you and thank you for coming today. Amen. You're dismissed.